See, all right. Wisdom, wisdom under the tree. Well, as I start today, I want to acknowledge God, the creator of this land, who placed Wurundjeri people here as custodians, knowledge holders, wisdom people and storytellers, and in particular, on this land that we're on now. And, in, and in, as I acknowledge God and people and land, we set things in the right order. And that reminds us that we're not in charge and control of everything. So wisdom under the tree. Let's, uh, let's recap from last week what Tim taught us. He said, wisdom is about our ability to make decisions to live a life that will flourish. Great little succinct uh, meaning there. Wisdom is our ability to make decisions to live life that will flourish. Because navigating the complexities of life is quite tough and doing this requires wisdom. But where do we go to for knowledge, for advice, for wisdom? In ancient times, this wisdom would have been imparted from our elders, from our wise elders. And today we still rely on our elders for wisdom, but it's just a bit different. There's such a, such a huge range of voices that are more than willing to impart their particular version of wisdom. We need to be a bit choosy about where we go to for wisdom. And for us sitting here today, we've been gifted a whole set of poetic wisdom from King Solomon and a couple of others, perhaps, from around 3,000 years ago. And as Troy said, this is what we call the book of Proverbs. A set of wisdom for navigating life so we can flourish. And I want to suggest to you today that a critical step in the gaining of this wisdom is listening. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 6. And all you Colin Buchanan people will know this back to front. Thank you, Colin. No, I haven't been humming it for the last two weeks. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you with part, which path to take. I quite like the message version, version as well. It says, it says, listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. And don't assume that you know it all. You see, this idea of listening is all the way through Proverbs. I'm going to read a little, uh, a little selection from chapters 17 to 29. Just cherry-picked a couple, just so we get a bit of a, a bit of a flavour for the book. You can do your own research later on if you like. So buckle up. Here's a few sayings from Proverbs. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. This is my absolute favourite one. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. That is my motto for life, I tell you. Oh no, I've let the cat out of the bag. Oh dear. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. Straight from the hip, that one. Shouting, sorry, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Listen before you answer. If you don't, you are being stupid and insulting. Wise men and women are always learning, always listening for fresh insights. If you stop your ears to the cries of the poor, your cries will go unheard, unanswered. 
Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Commit yourself to instruction. Listen carefully to words of knowledge. Listen with respect to the parent who raised you and when they grow old, don't neglect them. God has no use for the prayers of the people who won't listen to him. So we can see here that the uh, listening is an essential step in the gaining of wisdom to live a life that will flourish. I like to keep things simple. I've just got two things to talk about today. Um, One is what I call a communication loop and second is about uh, taking the time to listen deeply. So on a practical level, listening is a big part of this communication loop. A wise person not only listens, but checks in with the other on what they've heard. Now I remember um, uh, this, this idea is quite basic. It's like communication 101, but sometimes I need to get back to basics. I remember sitting with Amanda, uh, with the guy who was licensed to... Uh, sign off on us getting married at the ripe old age of 21 and he got us to do this little exercise where we had to repeat back to each other what we'd heard each other say and at the time I'm like just come on this is like really this actually sounds a bit dumb and and it was uh, quite awkward Um, now there are times when people will give you a little gold nugget and you don't realize and, and that time was just then. Because I can never tell you what you said. I can only tell you what I heard you say. I'll give you an example. My wife, Amanda, is busy doing some cooking, getting ready for some guests to arrive. It's a busy time. I head off to get a few missing ingredients duck up to Woolies and arrive home with said items. Now, one of those items, stop laughing, you lot. One of those items is shredded coconut, of which we actually needed desiccated coconut. The visitors are arriving shortly and there's potentially some tension around getting everything done on time. Now, I have a few options here. Some are wiser than others. Option one could turn into the he said, he said, she said scenario where I say, no, no, you said shredded coconut. To which Amanda says, no, I distinctly said desiccated coconut. And probably adds in a, why does this recipe need shredded when you... Which results in me turning to child that says, come on, you heard her say, and then it goes south from there. Second option probably a little bit wiser, would be, um, I'm sorry, I thought I heard you say shredded coconut. And sets the tone for a far better discussion. Now, an even better option here would have been, as Peter is looking at the 47 options of coconut in the aisle, give a quick call, do this communication loop and say, just check in, now you said shredded, didn't you? No, problem sorted. It's a silly little example, but it demonstrates what a communication loop can do. Uh, And the potential for tension can be avoided. We take the sting out of miscommunication and we decrease anxiety in our relationships. You see, a critical step in the gaining of wisdom 
is to listen and check in with what you've heard. And this takes a bit extra time. In fact, right at the heart of the human condition is the act of not listening or not taking enough time to listen. Proverbs 18.13 says, Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Or the message says, answering before listening is both stupid and rude. Now a large amount of my time is invested in listening to First Nations people here in Australia. And as a country, I don't think we can move forward without this listening happening. Now, a mate of mine told me this story, and it's probably a bit of an urban legend, but it's a brilliant illustration. It goes like this. A bunch of politicians went out to an Aboriginal community to speak to the elders about what they wanted. The first reply these people in Akubra's beige pants and blue shirts got from the locals was, well, seeing as how you're offering, how about you get us some firewood? So, like good white fellas, they jump into action mode, went away, sorted out the firewood for that community for the whole season. Job done. Now, the polis thought they'd go back a little, uh, a little bit later to seek some congratulations about the awesome job they'd done with the firewood, to see how successful the program was and no doubt take a good, uh, couple of good pictures for good measure. The old fella there looked a bit disappointed when they arrived back and said to these people, where'd you mob get to? We've been here waiting for you. And the pollies were obviously a bit perplexed at this, thinking they'd done a great job. And the old fella continued, well, you got us this firewood, but you ran off too quick. We wanted that firewood to make a fire so we could make a cup of tea and then we could sit down and have that yarn about what needs to happen in this community. You see, in the rush to get the job done, they hadn't listened properly. That actually compounded the challenges that both groups have and missed the point completely. And they demonstrated that proverb, listen before you answer. If you don't, you're being stupid and insulting. And I wonder how much we do that with those we're close to, and I know I do sometimes. I find myself not being present sometimes, solving all the world's problems in my own head and moving on to the next task and so on without attending to what's going on right in front of me. And I find myself usually around the kitchen <laughs> dinner table um, yeah, processing the day in my own mind and actually completely missing what's happening right in front of me. You see, taking time for a deeper level of listening usually involves slowing down and the posture of thinking of others and not yourself. Senior Elder of the Year in 2021, Dr Miriam Rose Bauman from uh, Daly River up, in, uh, up near Catherine, has a bit to say about deep listening and she paints a picture for us about slowing down and listening. And I'll read her quote. In our Aboriginal way, we learned to listen from our earliest days. We could not live good and useful lives unless we listened. This was the normal way for us to learn, not by asking questions. We learnt by watching and listening, waiting and then acting. 
My people are not threatened by silence. They are completely at home in it. They've lived for thousands of years with nature's quietness. My people today recognise and experience this quietness in the the great life-giving spirit, the father of us all. It is easy for me to experience God's presence when I'm out hunting, when I'm in the bush, among the trees, on a hill or by a billabong. These are the times when I can simply be in God's presence. My people have been so aware of nature. It is natural that we feel close to the creator. We are comfortable with the silence. As Miriam Rose points us towards a deeper listening experience. This is about hearing beyond the physical. It's connecting with the spiritual. To experience God because we're created to be in relationship with our creator. Proverbs 3, seek his will in all you do or listen for God's voice in everything you do and he will show you which path to take. So how do we do this seeking and listening stuff? Well, for many of us, it's probably something different to what we're doing now. Think about your day. When do you slow down to listen, to seek? If we want wisdom, the ability to make decisions to live a life that will flourish, then we need to go to the source of everything, to the Creator, Father God, the Son, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. We just can't do this with busyness. We can't hear well with the clutter. We must slow down and breathe. We must stop and listen to others and to God. And he will make our path straight. So the challenge today for myself and you is, are we listening? And who are we listening to? This single, simple but not easy action can drastically alter our ability to make decisions to live a life that will flourish. That is to act with wisdom. So some actions for us this week on the little sheet there on the app. Um, You could dig into the book of Proverbs, slow down and read over the short sayings and ask what's the kernel of truth here? What actions need to change for you? Or second, attend to the relationships in your life by using the communication loop. It's a ridiculously simple little uh, thing. And um, sometimes feels a bit awkward when you start to do it, but practice it. It's actually a good thing. When we're talking with someone, are we formulating our next statement or actively listening to what they're saying? Perhaps you could start with, so what I heard you say was, and as you do it more, you'll get into it. The third thing we could do this week is this deeper listening, seeking his will in all you do. Because choosing the path of wisdom starts with a choice about placing God at the centre and not ourselves. We can ask God, what do you have to say to me today? And listen, it really is ridiculously simple. So you have some, um, some options here for this coming week. 
Now, gaining wisdom is about some knowledge, but without acting on it, it's wasted. It just makes us a bit more knowledgeable, but not wiser. So right now, in this place, we're going to do some deeper listening. Not just what we hear with our ears, but with our mind and our spirit. I love how the message translation puts Proverbs 3. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Or seek his will in all you do. Everywhere you go and he's the one who will keep you on track. So let's do some listening to God right now. And this is normal for people who are trying to connect with God. You might want to close your eyes to help you get rid of some visual distractions. You might want to just sit comfortably. And turn our ears, our hearts and minds towards God. You see, from my experience, I believe that God wants to interact with us. And when we seek God... He responds. If you're new to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, just join in. Ask God to speak to you. And be wise. If you think God's saying something to you, do a check-in with someone else that you trust. So God, we invite you speak to us now we come with reverence and awe of you we posture ourselves with humility we can't figure out everything on our own we ask for you to speak to us to guide us to help us walk on the right track Some things I find really easy to sense God saying. Things like, uh, you are loved. You're okay. Or things like, uh, you should really say sorry about that thing. Or you should really put that thing right. Other things God might be saying is, you should go and talk to that person. You should ring up that person. Just see how they're going. You should go and encourage that person.
yes, God. We say yes to you, God. We pray, God, that you would give us the courage to act on the things we sense you are saying to us today. Give us the courage to step out and believe we can hear you speak to us as we listen.